Hello, and welcome to the Executive Health Show, where we guide executives to prioritize their health and wellness to maximize productivity, longevity, and mental acuity. I'm your host, Wade Foster. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Executive Health Show. Today, we are going to be discussing the topic of burnout, um, specifically uh, related to more job and work burnout. Um, However, there are obviously life burnout is going to kind of coincide with this as well. Um, Burnout has become increasingly... um, I don't want to say popular, popular is not the right word, um, more, I say common, more common in um, the executive space, especially in these interesting times of uh, things that we see on LinkedIn. There was a, there was a quiet quitting movement. Um, there's debate between actually understanding what hard work is, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I believe that a lot of people listening to this podcast understand about hard work they know what hard work feels like they know what hard work looks like and they've probably put in a hell of a lot of hard work in their careers uh i don't think we're talking to the people that believe in let's say quiet quitting or um this random new work-life balance that people are trying to trying to get involved with basically which basically means not working at all um so today we're going to be discussing they say focusing really on burnout how to identify it, what it actually is, and really the main tactics and strategies to start implementing to prevent burnout from happening. So the first thing that I want to kind of dive into is like, what actually is burnout? What is the definition of burnout? So burnout is a state of physical and emotional exhaustion. It can occur when you experience long-term stress. Right. For example, working in a stressful job. Very, very common signs of burnout are obviously feeling tired or drained the majority of the time. Uh, is a, a real, real common factor when it comes to when it comes to burnout. And obviously, a lot of these things come from from the world of work, from generally our day to day, our day to day job. So, burnout. What we do need to pay attention to isn't a medical diagnosis right? Like it's not a medical term burnout. Um, sort of some experts think that sort of other conditions, there may be such as such as depression are, are behind burnout. Um, but what we can all probably agree on and all aware of is that burnout, burnout happens. Like burnout definitely, definitely happens when you push yourself to the limits in an environment that you aren't, let's say, controlling. So here are some kind of, let's say, let's say symptoms for you to kind of ask yourself to see, am I experiencing a form of a form of burnout? Um, so a couple of questions that you maybe look to ask yourself, like, have you become cynical or critical at work, right? Do you drag yourself to work and have trouble getting started? Have you become more and more irritable or impatient with with coworkers, customers, or clients? Are you lacking the energy to be consistently productive? Do you find it hard to concentrate? 
And then do you lack satisfaction from your achieve achievements? So you can actually see that with you go through and ask ourselves your questions. Like, am I, am I doing these things? Like, am I, am I seeing these things? Cause it could be, and it could be, you need a break. It could be, you need a bit of a change. Instead of, and we live in an environment where, hey, I'm in this, this boat too, where we just push through, we push through, we push through. But actually, sometimes we need to pull back. Sometimes we need to take a break. Sometimes we need to assess our surroundings. Um, and I remember a story by um, Jocko, Jocko Willink, who, if you haven't read his book, Extreme Ownership, is a phenomenal book. So he's an ex-Navy ship, Navy SEAL. Um, now leadership coach. He was actually the captain of SEAL Team 6. Uh, his book and his podcast is phenomenal. But he, in his book, talks about one of his leadership skills is, is stepping back. And he kind of gives a story of, um, he was on a, on a mission and uh, they were raiding, like raiding an area or doing observa observation of an area. And everyone was looking down the scope of their gun, right? So if I'm obviously I'm from the UK where guns aren't as big as in the US. But if you all imagine it, you're looking down the scope of a gun, it's a very, very short area you're, you're looking at, right? A very, very small target you're looking at when you're looking down the scope of the gun. So the full team was looking down the scope of the gun and no one really knew what was going on. No one knew what order to say. No one knew what order to give because they couldn't see the whole picture. Right? They were all just focused on a small target. So everyone was kind of, the, the whole SEAL team were just kind of there waiting for someone to take control, for someone to lead, for someone to make a decision because no one could see the bigger picture. And what Jocko did is he lifted his head up. He sort of lowered his weapon and he surveyed the surrounding. He surveyed the situation. And that led him to see where the danger was, see where the opening was, and he could direct his team on where to go. And it's similar when you're trying to observe your life or observe how you are performing. If you are so narrow focused, zoomed in, day in, day out, like you're doing the same things and you're not observing, you're not analyzing your life, you're just looking down the scope. You're not seeing the bigger picture. So what you should do, if you're feeling in a, in a state of burnout or you're in potential burnout, or when I asked those questions earlier, you answered quite a few of them in a manner you, you're not too happy with, step back. You know, Take a step back, zoom out for a perspective, lift your head up, start reviewing your day-to-day your -day life, start reviewing your schedule, start reviewing your calendar. And that will give you a much, much better idea of where you are going wrong and where you can improve. So what you want to dive into then is, is when you're kind of, let's say, that zoomed out approach, you want to look at some possible causes of, of burnout. So one is, is a lack of control. So basically, you have an inability to influence decisions that really affect your work, etc. Like you're being, you're being dragged, dragged from pillar to post. So lack of control, right? Such like maybe your schedule, assignments, workload, etc. Maybe you're, you're unclear on your job expectations, right? So actually, like about your degree of authority um, or what your, what your goals, what your aims are, et cetera. Like you're just unclear of your job expectations. Maybe there's a bit of, of dysfunctional workplace dynamics. Uh, maybe it's a bit of a, uh, an environment that you don't enjoy. Um, 
or you potentially have a poor work-life balance where if work takes up too much of your time and effort and you don't have the energy to spend with family with friends on hobbies etc that's they're all things if you just take a zoom out try and like write notes around those key areas those key, key tops going hmm, am i lacking control do i have unclear expectations am i actually enjoying the work workplace environment and do i have a good work-life balance okay some things that you want to kind of look into when it says when when um or risk factors that we want to kind of dive through is like are you do you have a heavy workload or are you working ridiculously long hours now what i would say by this is obviously so i'm a business owner um and i have worked in multiple businesses and have multiple businesses so i like i understand working hard is is key working hard is also fun for some people and i have no issues putting in sort of 14 15 hours days at points but i also know when to pull back right burnout comes from just continual continual relentless heavy workload long work hours so there's no issues if you do a 16 hour day every now and then or if you're in a season in work let's say it's a big quarter or even maybe a big year you're like hey it's just this season i think a year is probably too long um but if you're going again and again and again and again you're just burnt out and what's funny in a sense is the mindset would be i just need to work harder i need to do more and the real the realism side of it is what you're doing is crap the input you're putting is crap the work you're doing is crap because you're not in your best self you're not in your best um, state of mind state of health etc so you're gonna have to do everything again anyway which just makes work so much longer so understanding burnout is key to long-term success in career and in life and then understanding how to manage it some of the things that if i'm i don't want to say hitting a nerve but if i'm kind of saying things that you're like okay i potentially am burnt out or i need to look into this more some things that are let's say consequences of, of burnout that can kind of happen so these are let's say things that you can maybe feel so excessive levels of stress high levels of fatigue insomnia um generally like let's say mood changes sadness anger or irritability uh alcohol or substance misuse then things like heart disease high blood pressure type 2 diabetes etc these are all consequences if you stay in in a in a heightened state of burnout which i know with some people i work with some people who come to me for this exact reason it's incredibly common in the executive space incredibly incredibly common and the issue is not enough people are talking about it but also i don't think they're talking about it in the right space like i'm not talking this in the space of, of mental health which is vitally important but i'm more talking about what strategy can we put in place to one prevent burnout but two ensure high level performance because if you're feeling burnout or, or you have people in your team who are feeling burnout they're going to be performing very very poorly they're not going to have high um high output uh, they're going to have a low input, low output, poor job satisfaction, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we really want to understand how can we manage burnout, and that's what I'm going to be diving into, diving into now. So the thing that we're actually going to be looking into is breaks, right? It's so simple, so so simple. But I I assess my um, a lot of my clients' calendars. 
and they just don't break or they don't plan breaks and it's ridiculous like they're on 10 to 12 hours of zoom calls back to backs and anyone who looks at that calendar just goes that's ridiculous but you generally can't see it yourself. Like if you were to show someone your calendar, like, yeah, this is my day today. And it's just that it's like, well, that's stupid. Like you're going to be performing awful. You're going to be feeling awful. And like, what's the goal? What's the goal of your day? What's the goal of your role to perform at your best to do, et cetera, et cetera. So a day that's just back to back meetings or back to back with no breaks is ridiculous. So breaks during your work day, support your well-being. Um, improve your productivity and your focus, right? And will really help you stay resilient during the work week. So that's really key when we're diving into to, to breaks. They help you alleviate stress. They help you ease into, let's say, non-work time or hobbies and help you get a much, much better night's sleep. What's interesting is there was a, a compelling uh, meta-analysis done only a couple of years ago, I believe it was 2022, where researchers found that micro breaks or breaks that are 10 minutes or fewer in length had a direct correlation to improved health and well-being and productivity. So just micro breaks, right? Micro breaks. That's ridiculous. Like 10-minute breaks, 5-minute breaks had a direct correlation to supporting health, well-being, and productivity. Uh, in fact, according to the uh, the author, uh, the data suggested that micro breaks may be um, a, a fostering for well-being during work time. So it's really, really important to manage your diary to the best of your ability and incorporate micro breaks as well as bigger breaks. Okay. There is a amazing book that I think a lot of you should potentially read or listen to on Audible um, by Daniel Pink, which is titled When. The Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing. And what we're going to be doing on here on this podcast, so I'm going to talk you through kind of four strategies to, that are taken from this book. So the first one is when we're looking at breaks, we want to make sure we're having moving breaks. So much research supports the idea that moving for five minutes each hour will improve your mood, reduce your fatigue, and boost your thinking and energy. Okay. Also, according to another study, it promotes um, moving, uh, moving promotes motivation and attention span. So simple, right? We all want those benefits. We want to improve our mood. We want to reduce fatigue. We want to boost our, our mental acuity and our energy levels. Just move more, right? And the way that I do it and the way that I recommend for a lot of my clients to do it is there's an, there's an app on your phone or on your computer called the Pomodoro Timer. It's a 25-minute timer with a five minute timer. So what it does is it, it obviously when the 25 minute time is going, your phone is away, you're like, you're just focusing on your task. You're not opening email. You're just focusing on my task to get done inside 25 minutes. Then the timer goes and you have a five minute timer start. And during that five minute timer, get up and move. Just get up and move. Stretch your legs, go walk down, just walk around the office or walk around somewhere, grab a coffee, grab a water. So simple, but so, so effective. So try and try and either set a reminder to move each hour or set a Pomodoro timer up on your phone or on your uh, desktop so that you could actually be held accountable to moving every hour. The next type of break that we want to look into is, is a nature break. 
exactly as it says in the ten and ten. Uh, spending more time outside. There is a growing body of research that suggests um, basically reinforcing that we need time outside to feel vibrant and fulfilled. So taking a few breaks during the week in nature um, will have a direct, again, another direct correlation to your well-being, your productivity, and your happiness. So try and get outside. Now, I know climate is obviously going to play a part in that. Um, during winter, when it's rainy and cold, it becomes difficult. And in the summer months, in some in some states, it becomes incredibly difficult because it's ridiculously hot outside. But try and do the best you can to spend time in nature, right? But I would keep it simple. Just grab a cup of coffee or a snack. Head outside and enjoy it. Just take um, just take a few, like a lunch break or a little little fifteen minute, twenty minute break here and there. Just get outside, get fresh air in, get the sun on your skin, get vitamin D, right? Or one thing that's incredibly beneficial. If you have internal meetings, take the meeting on the go. Try and do a walking meeting outside. One, you're getting your step count in, right? Improving your steps. Two, you're getting time outside and getting potential social connection, right? You also think much clearer when you're outside, when you're walking, when you're moving. So if you're trying to do a problem-solving meeting or something like that, taking it outside while you're walking is going to be hugely, hugely beneficial. The next type of break is then looking into a, a social break. So the first breaks we had were obviously moving breaks, which are short breaks every every kind of like five minutes, every hour. Nature breaks, which we're looking at a couple of times a week, getting out in time in nature. Social breaks, right? This is very, very key. This is looking at us taking a taking a break um, with others, especially focusing on non-work topics. So what we want to do is we want to potentially find someone at work um, in need of a break and a quick chat and chat about things that you enjoy, but things that aren't work-related. Maybe vacation, maybe shared interests, shared hobbies, the sport, whatever it may be, right? Try and find that person who you get on with who you can have those social break with so you can take a bit of a disconnect from work you can recharge you can prevent burnout um if you do work from work from home try and identify maybe a friend or a colleague or a neighbor or someone that you can you can maybe call have a fun chat with maybe a few times a month family member etc you could combine a social break with a nature break. You know, if you work from home, get a quick walk outside while you call a family member or a friend and have a good catch up, right? It doesn't need to be long. It can be 15 minutes or so. But it's breaking up the norm of the work day. It's preventing burnout from happening. The last break that we're going to be, going to be diving into uh, today is the fully detached lunch break. This is a big one. Okay, we've all done this and we probably all do this still, right? You've eaten in a hurry, not had a great meal at your desk in front of your computers. I know I've done it, right? I make it a conscious effort not to do it now. I actually, whenever I eat, I don't eat in front of a screen anymore. Um, I actually consciously eat my food. I'm either eating with my partner where we have a conversation or I'm eating at the dinner table on my own consciously thinking about my food not looking at my phone not looking at my screen and i'll do a uh, that's for digestion and stuff like that but i'll get to do another podcast on that um 
But research shows that taking a lunch break while fully setting work aside may actually have a lot of benefits that build over time, right? Actually, they're saying taking these taking these breaks is what's going to be truly, truly valuable. Um, getting that disconnect from work, right? Get distracted and lost in your lunchtime. Knowing that all your work-related tasks will be there when you finished eating. But this is the only time you get during your day. Like, it's crazy how we we get lunch. We get lunch breaks and people just spend the whole time working rather than focusing on actually recovery, actually enjoying their food, actually digesting the food. Like, I will do a topic on digesting, but I'll touch on it now. Mindless eating, as in taking barely any bites, um, chewing to food, having your meal gone down in like five minutes is a horror on digestion. It's like, cool. Like, one, you've... Like if you're making bad choices and bad digestion, then fucking hell, you're going to be in a bad way. But if you're making good food choices and you hurriedly eat it in front of your laptop, you're going to get some benefits, but your body's not going to digest and absorb it all. So you're not getting the ROI that the effort you put into making a good food food choice actually deserves. So we really, really want to be focusing on actually mindfully eating, right? So what I would recommend for all of you to do every day, Add a dedicated lunch break to your calendar. So this time is allotted to you. I recommend for everyone they should allot a dedicated lunch break, a dedicated workout break in their calendar that no meetings can get put into no matter what, right? That could be two 30-minute slots. That could be two 60-minute slots. But let's say, let's say you sleep eight hours. Let's say you're awake for the next 16 hours. Even if you have an hour lunch break and an hour for a workout, you've still got 14 hours left of the day to work, to see your family, to see friends, to do things, etc. Two out of 16 is not asking for a lot. And if it is asking for a lot, one out of 16 really isn't. A 30-minute workout in the morning and a 30-minute lunch break. So you're not working. That's what we've got to be focusing on. That's how we prevent burnout. That's how you keep yourself locked in for an excellent, excellent high-performance lifestyle. One of the things that I recommend, I did talk about the Pomodoro timer, but I'll leave you with another tip in case like you don't want to use the Pomodoro timer, which is I highly recommend it. It's just by setting alarms on your phone, right? The alarm function on your phone can play a huge role um, instead of just bloody waking you up in the morning, which I don't recommend noise alarms in the morning. And again, I'll do another podcast on that. Um, but consider using it as an alert when it's time to take a break, right? Um, try like setting an alarm on the hour every hour for breaks, right? And this is why I like the Pomodoro alarm because it just 25 minute time, if I'm at a break, 25 minute time, if I'm at a break, etc. Just keeps me going, keeps me sane of going, this is my time to focus on my tasks. This is my time to disconnect from the task. My task is still going to be there in five minutes, but I'm going to stretch my leg. I do work from home, so obviously spend time with my dog, um, stretch my legs, etc. just walk, grab a coffee, um, and stuff like that. So I hope that you found this podcast valuable. What we really wanted to dive into today is, is really looking to burn out, but coming at it from that, that different angle. We do live in a way that is, it is, society is becoming amazing that we are discussing burnout more, mental health more, and so on and so forth. But 
I'm someone who's not scared of hard work. I've worked ridiculously long days, as I'm sure every single person listening to the podcast has. But I have performed very, very poorly during those times. Obviously, I took a step back, assessed how I performed, when I performed well, and what was going to help me to perform my best. And I now designed my day around that. I still get everything done I need to get done. I still get all of my all of my client work done, all of my coaching work done, all the business building done, all of my uh, mentoring stuff done. I get everything done in, in the time frame. And more effectively and efficiently, I'm much more happier because I took a step back and I designed my day with breaks. Like a lot of people book in 60-minute meetings or 30-minute meetings. You can get it done in 45 minutes. Have a break. Get it done in 25 minutes, in 20 minutes. Have a break. Be efficient on meetings so you can actually allow yourself, rather than mindless chitter-chatter, like that's pointless that you're not even engaged in, be efficient when you're working and be efficient when you're not working is the key to preventing burnout and to continuing to live a high-performance, brilliant lifestyle. If you guys have any questions on today's episode, please, please connect with me on LinkedIn and drop me a message. So it'll be Wade Foster MSC on LinkedIn. Uh, The profile photo is me with some glasses on. Uh, Happy to talk to anyone about any topics around health and high performance. Uh, If you did like this episode, please, please give it a like on your uh, platform you listen to, Spotify, Apple Music, and please, please subscribe as The more subscribers and the better reviews this podcast gets, the better it grows and the more people I can help reach and impact in a very, very positive way. So I really appreciate for anyone who has done that. I will now leave you for an awesome, awesome week with my favorite quote. Don't wish for it to be easier. Wish for you to be better. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Executive Health Show. If you have any questions based on the information in today's episode or general questions around optimizing your health and cognitive performance, the best place to get hold of me is on LinkedIn. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash Wade Foster MSC and you'll find my profile. Uh, Send me a connection request and I'll be happy to answer any questions you've got. Hope you have a great day. Cheers.